स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाई एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद्ध बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिस इज टेक्सेट्रॉडकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स टूडेज एपिसोड विल बी होस्टेड बाई करण मचाडो Karan is a radio host with 94.3 Radio 1 and is a fellow podcaster of the Tech for Change podcast. Over to you, K. Thanks so much, Prasid. And um, let's give you a little bit of an intro on today's episode. Over the last decade, digital has really been driving the healthcare industry through various innovations in how we diagnose and cure diseases. Now, the heart of the matter is that technology is actually enabling the longevity of the human body, and this wouldn't have, you know. happened without a massive growth in ai driven solutions and digital transformations in the healthcare industry today we have with us ashutosh banerjee he is the global general manager uh, for cardiology solutions and diagnostic cardiology at ge healthcare uh, he's got a career spanning two decades ashutosh has led teams in sales operations marketing and now in product management and he has experience across several industries ranging from consumer durables uh, and it to healthcare and of course all of these both in india south asia and also worldwide experience in multinational cooperations as well uh, good to have you here ashutosh it's wonderful to see you welcome to this episode of mintech cetera and i hope you're doing fine as you join us from your very cool studio thank you kate it's uh, it's great pleasure being here uh, you know i used to listen to uh, your channels on fm quite a bit when i was in india so great to reconnect here Happy to hear that. Awesome. You know, I want to get into the meat of the matter uh, into today's topic, and I I remember our previous episode with Mr. Yan Mikela where we were talking about how will digital transformation impact uh, healthcare in the future. We actually discussed how digital technologies would help the industry move towards uh, precision healthcare. What's your take on this? Let's start with that. It's a good question. So you know, let me talk about two things here. Sure. One is digital technologies, and the second is precision healthcare. Right. So. when we say digital today that word is used in so many variety of ways that uh, you know it sometimes becomes confusing about what really are we talking about right so digital the way we look at it in ge healthcare is essentially two things it is essentially about helping the clinician make better care decisions for the patient and it's also helping connect the patient himself or herself right and what do i mean by that the clinician whether the clinician is at the bedside in the hospital or whether the clinician is taking care of somebody with a chronic disease like uh, you know diabetes or you know heart problems or hypertension right. right and the clinician is not by your side how does the clinician get information that helps them take care of the patient and find a problem early enough right so that's what we mean by digital so when we say digital technologies in healthcare we are looking at technologies that support the clinician get the information they need whether they are at the bedside or not and technologies that help the patient manage themselves and also their care uh, you know team like uh, my older parents in india you know i am their care team right so i might have <laughs> information from for how they are doing right so that's what digital technologies is all about precision healthcare on the other hand is what supports with digital technologies to help diagnose detect early and manage the disease right so you know we have chronic disease burden has gone up big time in uh, all over the world hypertension 35% of the world's population is hypertensive and you can imagine that's billion plus people around the world who have hypertension me being one of them right oh so, okay how do you manage it right so you 
hypertension is something that you can live with and if you are take good care of yourself you exercise well you have your meds you'll be fine right but people you know do not either have the information to manage themselves well or their doctors don't have the information to manage them well so precision healthcare is all about early detection diagnosis it's management of the disease it's also helping in in therapeutic actions by giving the right information at the right time so that's what we are building on and it requires partnerships it requires innovation it requires uh, you know specific technologies for specific population sets you know uh, when you mentioned how you are the the care for for your parents you know i think life comes full circle right you see this uh, you see your parents taking care of their parents and now when you are taking care of yours life really does come full circles but um what i kind of really struck out for me with what you just said is um it means that we can safely say that going forward the key to improving operational decision making will actually lie correct me if i'm wrong here in the ability in their ability to leverage digital transformation uh so i came across a term actually called patient care pathways when i was going through uh ge healthcare case studies in fact but now what's interesting is that you are a b2b organization so what do care pathways mean and and you know why is that a priority for uh you guys it's again it's a good question so when we say we are a b2b organization we sometimes we usually mean that we are a b2b2c meaning we are we we sell and we market our technologies to our business partners who are our hospitals and clinicians right but we aim our aim is always the patient right so we design around the patient and we design for the patient you know look at cardiology there are 17.9 million people who die of cardiology annually of of uh, cardiovascular diseases annually right it's a world health organization published figure one in four people in india have cardiac disease india unfortunately is the cardiac disease and diabetes capital of the world right i'm aware so yeah if we do not focus on the patient who has these diseases and help people get diagnosed and treated early then there is no point right so although we are a b2b organization everything we do is designed around the patient and when we talk of a patient care pathway let me give you an example so when i am a patient so let me take my own example so got hypertension you know i am one of those nerdy kind of people who have gadgets and stuff so i actually detected my own hypertension but let's forget that for a moment somebody has you know getting headaches all the time getting tired all the time they go to the doctor right so what's my patient experience so i go to the doctor the doctor says let's take your blood pressure and let's take your ecg blood pressure comes up high doctor says you better exercise and take care of stuff so let's say i do not follow that advice i take my meds but i don't exercise and i come to a point where i have some kind of a chest pain i go to the doctor again today what happens is the doctor will forget whatever was done in the past he'll say okay let's take your ecg all over again but the problem is that when you have an event that ecg is more valuable than when you go in and you're not having an event you may not even have the problem when you take the ecg in the clinic right correct yeah there is a disconnect right but suppose you are lucky enough that the problem recurs when you are at the clinician side and the ecg shows that right so you are given a drug a thrombolytic and you are stabilized you are then sent to a cath lab the cath lab if that cath lab doctor does not have the ecg taken in the clinic or when you had the event it's useless for them so they will actually do stuff all over again on you yeah. they will do they will do everything echo and they will put you on the cath lab in the cath lab they will find out if there is a problem sometimes they you don't find a problem you know sometimes it's all okay right but so the patient experience is all disjointed right 
So when we talk of a patient care pathway, it's about how you connect the various experiences a patient have and connect the data along the pathway, along the each of the experiences, and make it in one timeline, in one view. So I, as the physician, can take a look and say, okay, you know, here at home, that person got a event, uh, you know, heart attack happened there. I see that ECG. I see a previous ECG taken a year ago, which was normal. I know it is definitely a problem. And then the patient came to the clinic. They gave them a drug, and then they came to my cath lab. I can see the whole track record. I see where the problem was. I don't waste time finding out where the problem was. I just go directly there and on my cath lab, and I can treat the patient. After that, I can take them to the ICU. And when the patient comes back for a checkup with me, maybe the patient doesn't even come back. Maybe I give them a home monitoring device, and they take care of themselves at home, and they don't need to come to the hospital waste time. That connected pathway is what we are creating. You know, in GE Healthcare, we have a lot of solutions which across the whole pathway, but we need to connect them better and make sure the clinician has a full view. Do you know that you're indirectly helping me, in a way, with all these uh, things that you provide? Not because I have hypertension, but because I come from a family of doctors, and uh, my dad's a doctor myself, so I, I can totally, you know, understand, you know, the pathways that you're referring to. But talk to me about some of the latest technologies that are helping address the country's um, CBD burden. Uh, if you would like to highlight some of your innovations in this aspect as well, please. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about a few. So let's start from let's talk to take the pathway approach, right? So let's start from from diagnosis. So in cardiovascular disease, there are two tools that are really always useful. You always start with those. One is the ECG. The second is the echo, right? We joke with people that ECG are the electricians of your heart, and uh, echo people are the plumbers of your heart. You first need to check the electricals are okay. If the electricals are not okay, you have to check which pipe is not functioning well. Where is the blockage, right? So we take the ECG first. So now, ECG. There are ECG devices that are around. Uh, there are devices like the Alive Core. Alive Core is a handheld ECG device which we announced a, a partnership very recently, where the Alive Core device is uh, ECGs are now integrated into the pathway that we create, right? So that's one of the examples. You do not need to be in a hospital for you mm. to take an ECG. You can take that at home by putting your two fingers on the device, and uh, you know you uh, that that ECG flows through into a ECG management system that we have. Right. Now, suppose you have some problem with that, you go to a clinic. The clinic will usually prescribe an echo, right? So we have uh, we have the uh, Vivid systems that we have. We have uh, Vivid systems are various ranges and. There are even handheld ultrasound devices like the VScan, VScan Air that we have in G Healthcare. Actually, a team in Bangalore designed that. Our engineer ah. in Bangalore was part of the development process for that. So, and then from there, you would go to the hospital. In the hospital, depending on what's the problem. So, there is cardiovascular disease is also a wide range of problems, right? So, yeah, yeah. broadly speaking, there so are. That's actually problems. where your interventional cardiology solutions come in. They do come in there. So you know, if you have an arrhythmia problem or a rhythm problem, then typically the solution for that is either an ablation or a or a cath intervention. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the cath lab. It's uh, machine learning powered. There are lots of features on it which allow the clinician and the technician doing the cath procedure to to really you know enable and help them uh, do it properly, get the right information at their fingertips. So that's something which we are really proud of. Completely designed from the ground up for India, made for. The Indian, uh, you know, clinician base and the population there. Um, after that, once you are out of the cath lab, you are all good. 
you go to the ICU or the CCU and in the CCU there is the monitoring system there are ventilators we also have those that that we we provide monitors for example there are specific ones that are uh, designed for countries like india and uh, you know okay. we have lots of special features there the right price is an important uh, consideration here always right. so they are the right price point now the entire workflow for arrhythmia we have uh, quite a few things under development which uh, look at the the atrial fibrillation pathway right so and that that whole pathway we have we are using machine learning technologies to actually you know in the future predict how the patient is going to do going forward so is the patient going to get better uh, can we intervene early enough to make sure that the patient does better if we okay. see the prognosis not not that good so there are a lot of things that are being worked on specifically for india and the kind of uh, let's say far flung places and the lack of specialist uh, out there in, in our in our country uh, we have quite a few partnerships that we do so one of the partnerships is with a company called tricog where we have partnered with them to identify stemi so heart attacks so in india the problem actually the bigger problem is finding heart attacks early so stemi yeah. is a elevated myocardial infarction so we need to find them early and the problem is that although physicians may have ecg cards that we make but they don't know how to read the ecg mm. and if you don't know how to read the ecg then uh, you know the whole thing goes to waste correct so we partnered with this company where they take the ecg and they have people who overread it who read the ecg and say if it is good or bad and okay. they call back the clinician who takes the ecg and says you know that's a mi send the patient to the cath lab and here's the cath lab where you can take it to so we not only do partnerships we have our own made in india uh products like the optima igs uh and that cath lab uh we have a large r&d center in india at in bangalore where we have a large team of scientists always working to take care of the needs of our our population there uh, in india and all the countries like india around the world where where our solutions would come at hand um i also feel and you highlighted this actually in the middle of what you were just saying um you talked about machine learning in cath labs i, I actually think that you know ai enabled cath labs are really a game changer right and i believe you have some technology in that space so uh, we have the like the optima the, the one that i i told you that is designed and made for india we have the autoride technology in there um we also have other ai enabled tools in there which help allow the the clinician the ep the electrophysiologist doing the procedure uh, get the right information when they need it while they're doing the procedure right uh you've outlined key technologies for us that can be game changers for the sector um how do you see these innovations supporting uh patient centricity in in care and if you could elaborate on what you mean by precision health in the context of diseases like cvds uh that are increasingly affecting younger india yeah so uh when we talk of precision health again it is about treating each patient as an individual right you know in the past the 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 whole philosophy was about creating standard solutions and technologies that you could use for everyone but you know everybody is different so mm. everybody baseline ecg for example is different and if you do not know the previous record of a person you are you cannot really determine whether the what you're seeing now is is uh, is a disease or is right. just the normal ecg for example sportsmen sports people have um, have an enlarged heart because they they put a lot of stress on their heart so if you if you look at that heart in comparison right. to the normal one you might feel they have a problem but they don't so precision healthcare is all about two things one 
is enabling the whole data flow through the patient pathway to make sure that you can provide the right uh, care for the patient right so as an example when you take the example of the indian population now you know in by maybe by genetics or by our diet or, or whatever we have a higher predisposition towards cardiac disease right the insulin right. system now when you do that how can we create screening programs how can we help uh, work with clinicians to partner with them on screening programs so there are a lot of doctors who create who do screening programs in rural uh, places they do a lot of outreach mm. we have a lot of partnerships there uh, which where we work with our clinicians for example in bangalore uh, there are quite a few outreach programs done by narayan hridaya for example yeah we, we work with them and we partner with them on those programs as well uh to make sure that we can go out and screen and diagnose early so that there are better chances of detecting disease early so that's one part about precision health you know you detect it early in the population yeah. Yeah. so that you can actually take that learning from the population and uh, and then you you fine tune it when you get somebody coming in from that population right a population from south india is different from a population from north india mm. you know the way the disease incidence comes in you know they sometimes they are different uh, there are differences between men and women for example in how the disease presents itself so you have to get the data that allows you to treat that patient differently from the others based on their own baseline and right. based on the population where they come from um when we talk of machine learning we talk of ai we have algorithms that are not only on our imaging systems like the optima but also on ecg interpretation systems and we should also talk about ultrasound ultrasound also has a lot of ai tools on it for example when you take an ultrasound to a rural population the technician there you know sometimes may not be as highly skilled in terms of how you do the test right yeah. so how do you make it easy for the technician to do the test so we have tools like which uh, when you scan the patient you can actually the ai tool can actually tell you what you are scanning and what you are looking for oh, wonderful okay automated measurements when you do automated measurements the chances of errors are minimized so you you're not really making a mistake in in an error, in a measurement and you come to the right conclusion right so ai tools that allow the clinician to uh, to diagnose and to take the data and measurements easily and uh, you know with with minimal training those are the ones that we are working on ai tools that identify the problem once you have the image taken what is there a problem in that image ai tools that do that and they they are on the cat lab they are on ct systems they are on mri systems they are on ultrasound systems so all those ai tools also help along the pathway so right. we are not looking at the population we are looking at individual patients we are comparing it with their own baseline and then we are going on and and we are using ai tools to automate the measurement taking the you know the diagnosis of the problem and following up with that is the following up of the patient post the intervention and the treatment as well okay okay integrate all of it into one seamless pathway well uh that sounds simple yeah, <laughs> walk in the park you know i, I think what stands out for me is, is of course patient centering at low risk measures right those are the newer technologies that provide support number one and and also um if we look at it we are increasingly seeing the need for penetration of digital technologies like you mentioned in tier 2 tier 3 regions as well um so 
what is GE really doing to facilitate this shift and and scale the reach of uh, you know important affordable healthcare solutions nationwide? We are doing quite a few things. I would say let me talk about a, a few. So one is we need to ensure that it is easy to get access to the technologies, right? So it is not just you know depending on our sales force to go out there and and uh, ensure the technologies are available. So we have we have partnered with um, you know e-commerce technologies and partners where you can you can actually access the technologies online and uh. get uh, the you can you can place orders like you do on Amazon or Flipkart, right? So that that's one. How do you make it easy easily accessible to anyone who wants that technology through e-commerce? So that's one thing. E-commerce also helps you get access to education. So we have also partnerships with a few educational partners. You know we we have a big uh, medical education uh, wing and a, and a team right. in India. We work on partnerships with Tata, for example, and we have done a, a few collaborations there in terms of training nurses in increasing skills across the world. We partnered with the government of India on some of these upskilling initiatives that we have there. So that's one part about it, making it easily accessible, training the the population. The second thing to do is about making partnerships with local. Uh, companies who are making who are have innovations in this space. I mentioned the partnership with Tricog as an example. Tricog mm-hmm. is, is created by an Indian electrophysiologist, Dr. Charit, who is also a very good friend of, of ours and a, a good supporter. Uh, he's the one who started the company. We partnered with him to ensure that we can out, we can make an outreach uh, across India. Right. We also have partnerships with several other uh, clinicians of ours across across India in this field. Uh, you know. So the third thing we do is also create technologies that are specifically for India. So I talked about the the cat lab, the Optima that we have. We also have specific uh, ECG machines, for example, that were designed for India and they were made in India. Uh, we have a big manufacturing site in India, so that we can we can not only design through our R and D center there, but we can manufacture it there locally in India, and we support the Make in India initiative as well. So. All through these things, one uh, making it easily accessible, helping in training, uh, designing things for India in in India, and also partnering with local companies. And uh, you know, yeah. we have we recently announced a partnership in India with Medtronic as well. So we have oh. two partnerships: one with Boston Scientific across the world, and Medtronic, uh, you know, locally. We also announced the LifeCore partnership. So we want to increase the ecosystem that we provide. of solutions for our our customers and clinicians so that they can take care of patients better by getting the right information and more importantly at the right time yeah and it needs to be affordable accessible um and i feel like technology of course facilitates all of this which is of course um almost your forte uh, forte almost at uh, what you guys do but while the healthcare industry is actually undergoing a, a huge digital upheaval with artificial intelligence machine learning you have augmented reality virtual reality then 5g connectivity coming in of course and a lot more do you think that clinicians and technicians have the resources to actually adapt to this changing ecosystem um and how can they be supported actually to navigate this digital health transition yeah it's a very good question so i would say the uh, openness of clinicians and healthcare to newer technologies is varied it varies across across the world um 
you know i would say in india as an example the openness is quite high and there is yeah. a lot of uh, entrepreneurship going on in india there are a lot of uh, startups also in this space now i would also say that covid accelerated the adoption of new technology you know just just imagine this the way we are talking today virtually like this so easily and so seamlessly it was difficult 2 years ago right before the pandemic yeah. the openness of uh, of patients and clinicians to be virtual and and take healthcare like this virtually telemedicine was 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 less i would say much less compared to what it is today right so the openness of clinicians to technology technological innovations has gone up we are trying to accelerate that as well by uh, you know the problem usually with technology is that when it tries to replace completely what you do right whereas technology should augment and help and support and aid yeah absolutely right so that's the philosophy we go with the mm-hmm. philosophy is that we are trying to give and make technologies that help augment what the clinicians do Super. by giving them more information we are also trying to extend the the clinicians reach when they cannot reach the patient so when when there are patients with heart disease with hypertension hypertension is a precursor to big heart disease right you have to manage the hypertensive patient and the diabetes patient they are all comorbidities so how can we give information to the clinician on a regular basis for the patient at home so that the clinician gets early advance warning for if something is going wrong right mm. if technology can do that that adoption will be very high yeah but if technology just is the for the sake of technology which causes more emails and more data then of course people will not look at it right so we try to be careful about that we try to be careful that we are not bombarding clinicians with more data that they cannot make sense of we are focused on creating insights and creating tools that aid the clinicians to take the right decision versus just giving them you know tons of data we yeah. we already get tons of data today <laughs> you have an overdose of it as it is so much so that sometimes you're left wondering okay there's this data now what do i do with it like uh, after a point you're like okay what else can i do with it you know what i mean um yeah. but the, i mean i think you've thrown some fascinating insights into this entire space that we wanted to kind of discuss today um it's been super fun chatting with you and i've i've enjoyed our little bit of conversation thank you for making it i think more than anything else um for a person who might not be from the healthcare industry i think you've broken it down for them very beautifully subconsciously you've not even realized it which is a big uh, plus for us here at mintech etc so thank you for that and it's been a, a real pleasure chatting with you ashutosh i wish you guys all the very best thank you kate thank you for having me over i had fun as well thank you so much And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.